In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific, technological elite. And we'll be faced with equally consequential decisions in the 21st century. Can a microscopic tag be implanted in a person's body to track his every movement? There's actual discussion about that. You will rule on that, mark my words, before your tenure is over. Can brain scans be used to determine whether a person is inclined toward criminality or violent behavior? You will rule on that. If you have enough data on a person, especially biometric data, and if you have enough computing power, you can understand that person better then the person understand himself or herself. And then you can control this person, manipulate them, and make decisions for them. Can you imagine that in 10 years when we are sitting here, we have an implant in our uh, brains, and um, I can immediately feel, because you all will have implants. People will literally be part of a network all the bodies, all the brains would be connected together to a network and you won't be able to survive if you're disconnected from the net. With AI taking over many of the unskilled and possibly some of the skilled activities, then there will be people for whom there is, seems to be society won't have much use for these people. We need to accept that there will be some pain in the process. I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online. Individual carbon footprint tracker. Many of these things will be built directly into our, our, our bodies. That's a hostile corporate takeover of your body and a digital surveillance censorship dictatorship. President Eisenhower tried to warn us about this years ago. The hostile takeover of a, a scientific, scientific technological elite. They provide much more powerful intelligence for decision-making. Can a microscopic tag be implanted in a person's body to track his every movement? You will pull on The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. Now that we've cracked the code of life,
playing virtual reality games that will give them uh, much more excitement and emotional engagement than anything in the real world outside. But what I see is a huge disruption. That is, before we get to the world that Yuval envisaged in his description of the future, there's going to be a complete destabilization of the human condition and of human society. This is not going to happen quietly. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Where the bad folks go when they die, they don't go to heaven. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Joshua Michael, your host of Non-Compliant America. We're just going to get right into it. As you know, in the intro, talking about all these things that once were considered conspiracies, I'm having conversations on the daily now with people that are awake. They're awakening to the idea and the concept that we are not in Kansas. And the fact that there is a global technological elite infrastructure being established and built right before our eyes. And we are now reaping the... Uh, causation that has been stimulated from these people on setting up a system of control which the end goal is massive extermination of 99% of the world's population and that's what we're seeing in front of us and we're getting ready to get into the phase two of that situation with this oncoming next COVID fallacy lockdown that they're going to try to impose now understand originally in 2020 they rolled all this stuff out they wanted to find out where the opposition was they wanted to find out where the pinch points were they wanted to find out who's going to stand up who's not going to stand up who's going to resist who's not going to resist the people that do resist how do we corral them into complying how do we corral people into compliance What's important to the average American? What's important to people on the West Coast? What's important to people on the East Coast? They've calibrated all of this stuff, and this is where technology becomes very dangerous, and I'm always warning about it, talking about the over-excessive excessive use of your cell phone. Understand, it is, an, it is a gateway, but it's also a roadmap to your life, to all the things that you're interested in, all the conversations you have, everything that you do and engage with is now being captured into these data mines to where they can go back and reference 15 years of your life and do a full profile on you to determine how you're going to be. Cross-reference that with different trends, different stimuli that are happening uh, throughout the propaganda machines on the internet as well as the news organizations. And there and behold, you have a profile. And that profile can then be determined on how you're going to enact into the future. This isn't science fiction. This isn't a, a fantasy novel. This is reality in 2023. And so they're using these technologies to try to engulf us into a new civilization as the Great Awakening 
is growing. And as people are waking up, they are going to try to manipulate and use these technologies to maneuver us into a technological gulag to where we don't have free will, we don't have free speech, we don't have choice. It's a fallacy, it's a fake choice of what we believe that we're doing or who we're voting for or what we're voting for. And, uh, and, and there's a real ongoing fight for that. And we talk about it every week. Don't need to go into it any further than that. But I want to talk about some key battles that are happening right now and how we can get involved. And more importantly, the uh, 10 seconds to midnight is here in regards to what's happening happening uh, around the world and with the United States trying to provoke uh, World War III in order to obfuscate having to do the elections in 24. That's really what this is about. The American people are waking up. People are waking up all across the world and they want to retain power. They're not going to get away with it. They're not getting away with the business as usual. There is the most opposition that these people have had, I would say, probably dating back as far as this late 1700s. And we know what happened then. People are waking up. They're discovering what boycotts are, what boycotts are. They're uh, rediscovering what it is to be an American and the importance and the slippery slope of uh, accepting things. If we overly accept everything, how much these people push, such as the trans movement, um, you know, the gay rights, the gay marriage movement, how that's progressed to these radical leftist LGBTQ people that are legitimately out to capture your kids and they're abs- absolutely out to brainwash your children, which ultimately leads to pedophilia, right? California courts can seize transgender kids from their parents. This is a headline that just came out. This is an RT. The California State Assembly on Friday approved a bill redefining the health and safety of well-being of children, including gender identity and gender expression. Critics say it will be it will enable the state to seize children who are transitioning without approval of their parents, and that's where this is head- heading. It's the Assembly Bill 957, and it was adopted with a vote of 5-7 out of 16 and sent to the governor, Gavin Newsom, for signature. Do you think he's going to sign it? Absolutely is. Right? I don't, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. So just a horrendous bill, which gives basically parental control from the state over your kids. And that's what this is all progressing, progressing to. That's all their ultimate goal is they want your children. They admit they want your children and they're coming after your children. And the state of California is paving the pathway for future legislation for other states to follow suit. Kind of like the way that we follow suit with setting up the election fraud and the mail-in ballot disaster. Oregon paved the path for that. Oregon also paved the path for a lot of the education systems and dysfunctions in regards to the uh, introduction of sexual mutilation to kids and just the whole concept of transgenderism, right? And if you saw, I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day. Uh, He had uh, Bill Maher on, and Bill Maher was talking about how the trans community and kids and all this stuff is region-based, It was really fascinating because he's like, it's not a global pandemic. It's not a real issue. It's not that all of a sudden that 
kids are evolving into, you know, wanting to have questionable sexualities and, and different perspectives and, and join the LGBTQ movement. It's primarily the West Coast regions and other key pocketed areas, but it's not an overall thing that's happening. And he's like, why is that? Why are, you know, 30% of kids in the San Francisco area identifying as LGBT or trans? Because it becomes trendy and kids adopt to whatever their environment is. They're little sponges and they're constantly evolving and changing. And that's why it's important to protect our kids into this oncoming onslaught of them trying to take your kids away, have complete control over your kids, use your kids as a weapon in this weapon of war, weapon of information, uh, and try to pit your kids against you, kind of like what's happening with Elon Musk and his child. Um, they're set to cut off his uh, testicles, I think, here in the near future, and you're seeing a massive backlash from him uh, and getting basically red-pilled and going toward the liberty movement. One example is he sues California for censorship. Elon Musk has filed a lawsuit against the state of California this Friday over a law requiring social media companies to publish its policies for removing hate speech and misinformation. It was a law that was signed by Gavin Newsom um, and the state attorney, Robert, uh, Robert Bonta, and the ex-corp challenges constitutionality and legal validity of the state law stating it violates the First Amendment. So we'll be watching that closely uh, to see that. Um, and Elon Musk is really coming out to be transparent, be the arbiter uh, of the future and trying to restore public transparency and public confidence. So good for him and good for him on that. So what we want to do, we're getting ready to go to a break. But one thing I wanted to cover today, and I think the most important topic to cover today is the oncoming lockdowns that are coming. They are coming, they are coming, they are coming. They've already announced it. The Biden administration has announced September 14th, they're going to redeclare an emergency. And so what can we do now to get in the face of this? It's time to put pressure on teachers, principals, uh, school board members now. While we have time, it's time to gather together. You're listening to Noncompliant America. I'm Joshua Michael, and this is the resistance. This is the entire purpose of this broadcast is for this moment going into this winter. Stick with us. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. announces continuation of national emergency emergency declared on September 14, 2001. So the Biden administration is set to announce an additional declaration of war on terrorism that was initiated by President George W. Bush uh, that led to authorities being able to adopt and deal with the threat of terrorism in and on around the United States. They want to sub subvert their power and subvert the Constitution. And really, that's kind of the state of the world that we're in. 
We're seeing all these J6ers being arrested. Enrique Tarrio got 22 years in prison. He wasn't even in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Now, why are they doing this? Why are they setting this up? So the emergency powers and the emergency declaration that has been done by the president of the United States in 2001 has allowed for them to go outside of the Constitution. And that's why they keep declaring it. That's why they keep moving forward. That's why some states, especially when the United States declared an emergency and Trump did in 2020, which is one of his biggest downfalls, but they did have him over a bridge, that uh, it allowed the states to completely subvert your power as a citizen and allowed them to overstep. It allowed those uh, institutions to start digging in and violating all your rights. And up until we decided to stand up and up until we decided that we enough was enough, they were getting away with it in some places, different regions, and some countries around the world were much more draconian than we were here. But don't get me wrong, we were still very bad, especially places like California, Oregon, New York, um, North Dakota, Washington. You know, then there were other places like Wyoming that they didn't do anything. There was no mask stuff going on there. People didn't even realize that. I had some friends come up from Wyoming and during the lockdown, they're like, what's going on here? This is weird. How is this still America? And we're slowly spiraling into that. Alex Jones broke the, broke the news about three weeks ago and blew the lid off of the oncoming pandemic they were going to try to induce. Now, what's interesting What's so interesting is that there's DARPA scientists being exposed right now for being able to control, manipulate people's health and make it seem like a virus when really it's a bioweapon. And they're able to manipulate it through 5G, excuse me, different uh, environmentals and also hyper-focus on who they deliver it to and who gets exposed to it. And the main body of the medical establishment, medical industry, doesn't have the research, the, the, the know-how, the ability to digest and or determine if it's just a regular virus or it is a bioweapon. And that, I think, was set up for a reason. Because if different communities start to show up sick, they're going to now have an excuse to be able to call it a new variant and say, hide in your homes, hide in your houses, time to lock down, can't go to work. We're going to seize all your assets. Oh, and by the way, we can't get any ivermectin. We can't get any antibiotics. Uh, it's just simply the, the, the shortage is there because of climate change. So you're just going to sit in your home. You're going to die. Sorry about your luck, but it's for the greater good. It's for the greater good of the world. And, now, and I know this sounds crazy, but that is ultimately where they're trying to position us. The supply chains are breaking down in droves. They're not talking about it. Nobody's mentioning it. What's interesting is the state of Oregon is doing a emergency preparedness day that's coming up. And it's got a couple things talking about go bags and how to set them up. And it, coincidentally, it's only Lincoln City, uh, Warrington. Um, there were a couple other towns and cities doing it. But they're all doing it in collaboration with uh, some oncoming emergency that's supposed to be happening. Now, nas nationally, there's going to be an emergency broadcast day that's coming up 
uh, where they're going to test everybody's cell phones and emergency response systems. Uh, let's see, emergency day, uh, September. Okay, so, yeah, family emergency preparedness day is Saturday, September 23rd. So that's coming up. It's during National Preparedness Month. Now, I'm all about being prepared, 100%. I'm all about being prepared, and all of you shouldn't wait for this day to be prepared. And we try to go over little things every show to talk about. One of the most important things I think now is food preparation as well as antibiotic and medical. There are certain medical places around the country right now. There's emergency rooms without any doctors. They're sending people away. And you're not going to be able to get certain medications. Think about that. You can't just go to the store and go order your prescription and go to the pharmacy and pick it up. That's going to be a thing of the past. It might take two weeks to get it. It might take two months to get it. It might, you might not even be able to get the life-saving medication and or antibiotics or whatever you may need. You might not even be able to get them. And so there's a couple ways that you can circumvent that. One, obviously, Dr. Zaid, if you go on his website, think it's myfreedoctor.com, he has emergency antibiotic kits that you can get. I suggest every household in this area, anybody that's listening to this, at least get one of those kits. I think they're about 250 bucks. And he will prescribe you all the different types of antibiotic kits for all different circumstances and situations. That's one very small thing that you can do. Put it in your piggy bank, put it under your pillow, put it in your medicine cabinet, and just always have it available. Now, I'm not a doctor, right? And yes, you say, Josh, what about the expiration date? Yes, that's fine. Uh, Obviously, I'm not giving any medical advice. I can't give any medical advice. But expiration dates were created from the FDA. Specific, everything that goes through the FDA has to have an expiration date. They have to put a date on it. Doesn't necessarily mean that the medicine goes bad. Doesn't necessarily mean that. Not saying it does, not saying it doesn't. But that's one little step that I can tell you is coming because next I want to talk about what we're going to do with this oncoming lockdown and what parents can do to start getting prepared to stand up for their kids. You're listening to Non-Compliant America. We'll be right back. thinking of what's to come how are you going to be able to, to ride through this winter with the Biden administration set to make another, another additional emergency announcement keeping the system in an emergency state which then gives them executive powers and executive controls to seize your assets to shut things down to close businesses all the things that we've seen 
them exercise, they are going to try to do it again. So how can we get prepared for that? What's the best way? One, take care of your household first and foremost. That's the most important thing you can do. If your phone doesn't work, you can't call your mother, you can't call your dad, you can't call your friends, you can't call your family. What can you do? You are the first responder in your household, 100%. How do you do that? You protect your family, you protect your pets, you protect your dog. You get everything situated for if you need to leave in a hurry. You get everything situated if you lose power. You need to be prepared. Try shutting down your power this weekend. Try doing it and seeing what happens. Seeing what works, what doesn't. Make sure your circuits are good. Make sure all that's good. Make sure you got fuel for a generator. If you're using a solar generator, make sure that works and charged and continuous. And then actually run with it. Try going through your medical supplies, making sure you got bandages, you got tourniquets, you got all different types of things for all kinds of situations. And one of the things that I put in, in one of my medical kits is a, uh, it's an ER response book, which you might not have all the answers of what to do in what situations, but if nobody's around, you can reference that book to at least try to stop the bleeding, circumvent different things, and come up with different temporary solutions to stabilize whatever casualty that you're running into. And by casualty, I mean somebody that gets hurt, sick, you know, anything, it's considered a casualty. So those are types of things to get first and foremost. Second, the, the most important thing, and I talk about it all the time, the most important thing you can do right now, one, is you need to be talking to all of your kids' teachers. You need to be talking to the counselors, the principal, the school board members, people surrounding them, and more importantly, other parents in the school that your kids go to if you have kids, because the oncoming wave of lockdowns is coming. And if you can establish a relationship with these parents right now and start organizing enough and start vocalizing your stance, vocalizing your support, let me give you an example. My kid's principal, I had a long conversation with her yesterday. Great woman, great family. She's amazing. She's very aware with what's going on. She wasn't scared of some of the things that I was talking about. Most people don't want to have these conversations, especially in those roles, because there's so many things surrounding it and so many um, stigmas surrounding it. But I just like to rip the Band-Aid off and have those conversations because, it, it again, it's your child's future. It's your child's well-being. It's your child's psyche that's at stake. And the damage that can be done if they go to try to mask our kids again, the damage that can be done this time around could be catastrophic because what does it mean? It means that you're weak and you're not standing up for your kids. How do you think your kids are going to look at you if you decide to mask them up or force a mask on their face again? Do you think they're going to have respect for you? No. And that is the ultimate goal is for them to detach from the parental figure, from the parental guidance that us as parents are required to do and should be doing to take care and protect our kids no matter what. It pulls that apart to where your child secretly or quietly loses respect for you. But they aren't going to stop seeking guidance. They are going to look elsewhere for guidance. 
such as these predator class uh, school counselors that are indoctrinating your kids into these sexual confusion states and different things like that um, everywhere. And they're very predatory and trying to confuse the children. That's the goal. They want to confuse the children. They don't care which way the children goes. They don't care what direction they take. Just so as long as they're not listening to their parents anymore. That's the goal. That's the goal of these state institutions, formerly known as schools, which have now been inducted into prisons for children. And when the state has control of these prisons, what do they do? They're going to seize your children, just like what they do, they're doing in California. Don't think it's going to stop in California. They're going to push and push and push and push until you decide that your white little picket fence lifestyle that you're trying to live and you just want to stay out of things and you don't want to be involved and you don't want to make waves and you don't want to ruffle feathers and you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. You want to live in that lifestyle. Your future is them taking away your children because you're not standing up for them when you have a chance to and stick up for the kids right now because they haven't made mask announcements nationwide yet. There's incremental mask announcements happening across the states, but it's not a, it's not a global thing. They haven't set the precedent. They haven't got enough people sick yet. Enough people haven't showed up sick yet, but it most certainly is happening. I don't know if you remember from Labor Day, the New Yorkers told to mask up for Labor Day as a new COVID variant sparks super spread fears, right? This is more of the same, more of what we've seen, but this isn't the only topic that we need to be worried about, right? They're provoking a global war, world war with Russia. I know President Xi just announced today that he's done with the world order. What does this mean? So that means the established world order, the World Health Organization, the G20 summit. He's now like, hey, guys, it's not worth my time anymore. What does that mean? That means that the China is about to make a giant move globally. They think they have enough global power and control economically that they're going to be ditching these collaborations with all this other country, all these other countries. He's ditching the summit, and it marks a dramatic turn for China's foreign policy. He wants to be an alternative to the West, and this has everything to do with the BRICS nation setting up a new global currency in exchange for uh, countries to buy and transaction oil, which forever the U.S. was the world reserve currency. Anyways, his break with the establishment has been long time coming. His predecessors integrated China into the U.S.-led global order, uh, joining by a foundational institution such as the World Bank and World Trade Organization. He is trying to set up his own. Now, what kind of catastrophe is that going to mean? That means they are going to be knocking the United States down off of the pedestal that they've been on for decades. And what will this mean? How is he going to do that? If you notice, they're setting up transport all around through Africa. They're building roads, trains. They're building infrastructure on and around South America. They're taking over all of the trade. They've taken over the Panama Canal, now owned by China and managed by China, which we gave it to Panama. And now it's basically seized and controlled by China. 
we get most of our goods and supplies from China. So what are they setting up? Do we want to live in a China world order? Do we want to live in a new China-like system? That's the million-dollar question. And I think that all ties into with what the World Health Organization is doing globally, with what this emergency preparedness day, there's one in Lake Oswego, there's one happening everywhere. National Preparedness Month. When have we had a National Preparedness Month? Don't ever recall ever talking about it. And what are we hiding from? What's the, what's the big emergency? What are they getting us ready for? What are they building the premise for us to get prepared for? That's the million dollar question. Another thing in New Mexico, governor, governor uh, announces a unilateral suspending of the right to carry firearms in public in the city of Albuquerque. So you no longer can carry a weapon, uh, exposed open carry anymore. It's crazy, folks. Why are they so scared? Why do they want to take after take our guns? That's the million dollar question. Right? So things are happening everywhere. It's not just Oregon. It's not just the breakdown of Oregon. On the next segment, I want to get into things that are going on locally so we can talk about uh, different ways we can circumvent community events that are going to be happening. Uh, but more importantly, folks, I cannot emphasize enough. It is more important now than ever to start reaching out to local communities in the schools. Now the schools are back. Start talking to the parents at the baseball games, at the soccer games, at the uh, football games. Start talking to them now and start developing a strategy on how you're going to contest against these oncoming lockdowns. If the parents stick up for all the teachers and the principals and the superintendents and the people trying to enforce things, even though they might not want to, if they have the support of the parents and the communication and the open communication with those parents and they're willing to stand up, I guarantee you your school district and or your school will be a icon for how the rest of the schools need to behave. And we saw that with Alsie, with Mark Thielman, and them sticking up for that. But I mean, even the private schools, I had a long conversation with the private school administrations, and they just follow suit with whatever the local public schools are doing. And I said, hey, listen, that's not what people pay for. They don't want just a public school that they're paying for. It's ridiculous. Private schools get to act privately. Be right back. Yeah, I know it's rude to be bragging. They never catching a slack. Me and my buddy, we working hard for this money. Joshua Michael, non-compliant America. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the last segment. Talking about oncoming lockdowns, oncoming things. This is the whole premise of this show, the whole entire existence of where we came from, in which most new independent uh, organizations, independent media outlets came from out of this. And that's one thing that I think that they potentially underestimated, right, is the fact that we could no longer depend on CNN. We could no longer depend on MSNBC. We could no longer even depend on Fox News for the truth and the absolute transparency of facts of different things going on. The entire medical industry is now compromised within question. The entire vaccine industry, people are now questioning uh, and discovering the truth on how poisonous and corrupt and disgusting 
they are not just related to COVID, not just related to the mRNA shots. I think that was just the overflow of the mass amount of corruption that's been done with the pharmaceutical industry dating all the way back to the 1980s. And one of the front runners of that was RFK Jr. And he's been talking about this stuff for a very long time. It's so interesting with him and Del Bigtree exposing all the big pharma, the destruction of the shots, vaccines in general, and the vaccine industry in general, how destructive it really is and how destructive it's been. As far as, as, far as all the cancer-causing chemicals and everything else, really dig into it, folks, because it's interesting once you veal behind the curtain how deep the rabbit hole really goes with all that stuff. And we've all been poisoning our children with these things that they've claimed to be safe and effective for decades. But now people are waking up, which I think that they're underestimating, and there's a lot of hope for the future in regards to uh, personal accountability and awareness. But I do not think that that's going to go as smooth and as nice as a transition as we would like. Because history tells us, as the awakening starts to happen, these tyrants then begin to squeeze. Just like what we're seeing now. They're trying to seize the elections. They don't even, I don't even think we're going to have an election in 2024. I really don't. I think there's going to be so much chaos, you know, alien abductions, mass starvation, death, supply shortage, energy shortage, you know, people getting sick everywhere, bleeding out of their eyes. They don't know why, you know, and just all of this stuff happening all around us to try to subvert us from being involved politically, from reasserting our birthright as Americans and rediscovering what it is to be an American and have an active role in the political system. That's the ultimate goal. They don't want the mom showing up at the school board meeting, challenging the school board members, telling them that they're wrong, uh, schooling them with facts, and hitting them with hard information, gathering the support of the communities, and building an opposition to this dictatorship that has been a ru single rule party for so long. But now we're starting to discover that we are the majority. And we have the power to take things back. Kind of like what they're doing in Clackmas. Clackmas is a, uh, it's an example of how getting involved locally and how you can take your counties back, at least the Clackamas County Republicans. They have done a phenomenal job as setting an example. And they're starting to branch out and showing other examples to other counties on how to do these things. Now, one thing that I did want to make an announcement, um, you know, all your guys' best friend, Joel Pulowski, the chair of the Marion County Republicans, you know, the Clackamas County, they came out with a statement, I think it was almost two weeks ago, stating they will not enforce the masks. They will get behind anybody that wants to go against the mask enforcements and they will support them in every way. Where is our Marion County chair in coming out with a statement similar to that? What's his stance on masking our children at schools, on masking kids in public? 
because you know that's what's coming. But I think, shouldn't we get a statement from Mr. Pulowski on what his stance is on that? Do you think he's going to be a mask wearer or do you think that he's going to, uh, to oppose it? Well, I guess that really matters which way the wind's blowing. I think that only depends on how active we are as a population. Because I really don't think he makes his own decisions if you follow what I got going on. So uh, I, I would like to hear a public statement from Mr. Pulowski, who's the head chair of the Marion County Republicans, uh, on what his stance is on the mandated vaccine, the oncoming mandated vaccine, as well as the, the mask requirements. Is he going to require that at the uh, upcoming um, board meetings that the Marion County Republicans are going to do? I'd like to see a statement similar to the active offensive position that the Clackamas County Republicans and Rick Riley are doing uh, on getting ahead of this thing, because I think that's the key to the, our success. <clears throat> and if he's going to be representing the people and the Republicans in Marion County, I think they're going to want a stance on that too. So they have something to get behind, not the constitutional carry thing that he's pushing right now and only seems to be concerned about. So he can gather signatures, names, emails for somebody's mysterious political campaign. That's probably going to be announced here in the next four months or so. Not going to say who, not going to say I don't know who he's associated with, but this is an interesting question to think about. More importantly, the trouble these guys are in on gathering signatures prior to their constitutional carry bill even being allowed to be gathering signatures, they were months ahead of that gathering signatures illegally. So that's an interesting thing that's also come out that uh, I don't know if they're going to respond to it or anybody wants to talk about it, but feel free to write me, JM at noncompliantamerica.com. Dot com. But just on another side note, I do want to talk about uh, emergency preparedness because I do think it's very important and how to prepare and preserve your money, <clears throat> right? Because I don't think it's going to stop with, you know, the disease, there's sicknesses everywhere. I'm, there's people around everywhere that I'm hearing that there's groups of people just getting sick. A lot of people at schools, teachers, kids, Everybody's getting this new mysterious virus, even though it's not flu season yet, it's happening. Now, is this uh, the vaccinated and the shedding of the old viruses? Is this uh, something new that they've aerosolized and they're spraying people? Are they putting it in the water like Brian Artis talked about? You know, how are they distributing it? Maybe they're doing all three. <clears throat> but it is very important to take care of your health, take care of yourself, take care of your, your family and get prepared. Um, and I do recommend those antibiotic kits, but more importantly, filtering your water is also very important. If you do not have an effective water filtration system, that's not just a charcoal filter you buy at Home Depot. <clears throat> you want to get an actual filtration system that's going to filter out all the harsh chemicals, the glyphosates, all of that stuff. It's very important. You can get a Berkey system. I know the uh, big Berkey water filter is a great one. Um, <clears throat> Mike Adams did a full report on all the water filtration systems. I know he did do the Berkey. And then there was uh, uh, the Alexa Pure water filtration. That's one that I have in my house. <clears throat> my kids love it. They fill up their water bottles with it. And it's a great thing. But thank you very much for listening today. It is September 9th, 2023. Hope you guys have a wonderful Saturday. <clears throat> Hope you have a wonderful weekend. And get prepared. <clears throat> That's the best thing that I can say. Best thing I could tell you, um, <clears throat> we are just a few days away from the 9-11 anniversary. 
and what kind of shenanigans are they going to pull this winter? <clears throat> the time is now, folks. It's really up to you. Are you going to lay down and take this next wave? Or are you going to get stand up and get active? That's the whole premise. You're listening to Joshua Michael, Non-Compliant America. You can go to noncompliantamerica.com. You're listening on KSLM 104.3 FM. 1220 AM. Thank you very, very much for listening, and we will talk to you next week.